Welcome to the Rob Burgess Show. I'm, of course, your host, Rob Burgess. On this, our 239th episode, a returning guest is Ash Burgess. You first heard Ash Burgess on over 30 previous episodes. For a complete list, check the show notes. Ash Burgess has a dusty degree in religious studies and an appetite for both high and low culture. She strives to celebrate the best of every season with her young children. Follow her on Instagram at Ash Burgess, all one word, and subscribe to her YouTube channel. And now, on to the show. Welcome back to the Rob Burgess Show. Ash Burgess, once again. Yes. Just keep just keep coming back. This is probably like my favorite episode that we do, though. It's a tradition, though. Yes. I think this is number six is or it? seven. It's, okay. it's, it's becoming a real annual holiday extravaganza. Yeah, I don't know if I want to do this at this point in my life, but I think at some point it would be cool to listen back through like all the holiday episodes that we've done and really like see how we've see how we've evolved over time. Just you know, because obviously Often where we one, all with, are with our family in the holidays is yeah. different every year. One to one to four children now. Yeah, so, it's I mean, a real journey. We are right in the middle of, I think, what a lot of people consider to be the most exciting time for the, as far as the holidays with, like, a family. Like, oh, yeah. I'm sure there are nice things about every phase of life. There were certain nice things about the holidays for us before we had kids. Mm-hmm. And there, I'm sure, will be certain nice things about it when we're, like, older. But, like, I think this is the height when people, like, have their, like, nostalgia for the holidays. It's about, oh, yeah. like, this time. It's like you have the young kids and you're, like, making the magic happen. I think... Having kids has definitely caused me to appreciate the holidays more. I definitely remember kind of a, a, a low period, kind of around the time when it was like we were pretty ready to have kids, but it wasn't like happening yet when the holidays definitely felt like they were getting a little more stale. Mm-hmm. Like it was kind of like not as, and of course now I look back and think, you know, it would be nice to just be able to like lay in bed drinking mimosas and like not have like any pressing demands like that sounds nice now but like i feel like there was that point then where it was kind of like you know it would be much more exciting to do this with a kid and Mm -hmm. it is much more exciting like my appreciation for christmas has ratcheted up a lot Mm -hmm. with you know being able to do it with kids Mm -hmm. gonna turn your phone to airplane mode so it doesn't is it trying to like no sometimes when it's close it buzzes on the recording Oh. oh that's weird but um Emerald's upside down in her bed now, but at least yeah. she's in her bed. No, we have a we have a monitor on in the big kids' room to make sure nobody's like sneaking out of their beds. So but we are gonna talk about some uh very, some very uh, interesting to them things, yes. topics. Yes, I think we're definitely gonna get there. If they could find a way to listen to this podcast before it's <laughs> Christmas, I'm sure they would to like just oh, figure out. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm so scared about the prospect of like we don't usually put out all the presents under the tree, but oh, I, I like to poke a few out there, and it's just, you know, I'm, I definitely think some presents are probably going to be unwrapped. We're right in this pocket, though, where next year, Kingsley is going to be so mobile, and nothing's going to be safe. Yeah. This year, Lilac still has very low impulse control, but, like, I think she could almost be persuaded to, like, not unwrap the gifts and, like, not pull all the ornaments <laughs> off the tree. As long as we don't leave her alone with the gifts and the ornaments for any, like, extended period of time, you know? Yeah. But, um, but going back to what we were saying, I do, th- I do think this is a good time in our lives for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I'm feeling very Christmassy at the moment because we did... We haven't fully decorated, but we did get our Christmas tree standing upright in the living room and with, like, some lights on it. Well, it wasn't without uh, incident. This 
is going to be the last year for that tree. I know. I mean, I think we had in a previous episode discussed how we've converted over into the artificial tree world after years of being very hardcore into the fresh tree. It's only because we went from artificial to fresh and we were like, ah. Or the other way. We went from fresh to artificial. Well, but I mean, initially, like, I grew up with artificial. Oh, I always had fresh. But it was new But I had brought you over to Team Fresh and it was new and exciting. Mm -hmm. And then I think it was just a combination of factors where it was just, like, it went from new and exciting to just, like, it was overwhelming and there was too much happening. Well, first of all, we had a dog at the time, so it was, like... Drink the Christmas tree water. Drinking the Christmas tree water. And then, of course... And peeing. peeing And that was very bad. like, everywhere. And we had kids and we didn't want them to, like, poke at and drown in the Christmas tree water. And then, I think, combination with then, like... I think with, like, the pandemic kind of hitting, too, I think we... I think we may have gotten the artificial tree partially because it was, like, the pandemic hit and then I think our favorite fresh tree place went out of business and then we went to like a weird outside one and it was like strange and And it was strange and the trees were not good and Mm -hmm. we just i think it was sort of more just like a panic let's obtain a tree somehow and then we ended up with this artificial tree and it was just so easy and so relaxing which is i'm sure exactly how well but you said that you um might be allergic to pine well, it's just that I've all, I mean, I, it's just that I'm definitely allergic to pie. It's just that, like, <laughs> every year when I've been with the Christmas tree, I've noticed a significant increase in just, like, itchy, watery eyes and kind of, like, a slight swollen clothes to my throat. Not where it's, like, I need to, like, be rushed away or anything, mm-hmm. but just, like, a general discomfort and, like, some general skin itching. And so, yeah, yeah I think I am allergic to pine because it's one of those things where I would notice that every year when we got our fresh tree. Mm-hmm. And then kind of forget about it in the interim. But then when we got the artificial tree, I just, I noticed it not happening. And I was like, yeah, I, I, yeah. I think I had been kind of trying to live in denial before, but I finally have admitted to myself that I think I, I am actually allergic to pine. Well, and also um, fire hazard, which in my, like, in my time as a journalist, I've covered several pre-staged events where the local fire department will like set a christmas tree on fire and be like don't let this happen to you quickly it can go wrong and i definitely now having had a live christmas tree that has gone dry because of the drinking and other factors that i can see how that would go up very quickly but i still really do believe in the goodness of a christmas tree farm versus like a plastic christmas tree like i really like the ideal That is probably the one thing that Taylor Swift and I agree on. Because as you know, I'm not a huge Swifty. Like, I'm not an anti-Swifty. I'm just not like every other person in apparently the known universe who thinks that Taylor Swift is, like, the most. I'm a Taylor Swift fan, but I'm almost, like, hesitant to say that just because of, like, the people who go around saying they're Taylor Swift fans, like, take it to, like, the next level. Yeah, but, like, that's everyone now. I... I'm a guitar player. I respect her guitar playing. I've seen her do her Tiny Desk concert. I've seen other videos of her. I know that she can. she's legit. She writes her own songs. She's a I great just... musician. I At my last or one of my most recent guitar jams with friends, somebody brought out a Taylor Swift but song, uh, and it brought the house down. And Maybe I need to like listen to more of her music because some of her songs are kind of boring. Um, no, it, but it's just like, I am I not feel a member like of her secular be... mega ch- traveling megachurch, as many people seem to be, but like, I, I see the value in her art. I don't 
not see the value in her art. I just don't see how her art is so much more valuable than all the other art. Who was the most streamed artist in the world this year according to Spotify? That's what I'm saying. Like streamed, yes, most streamed it just seems like a lot. Number one. That's that's a lot. But Beyonce number two. Yeah, but everyone and that's another thing, like mm. Maybe we shouldn't go down this road. I don't want everyone to turn on me before they hear my very positive and valuable opinions about Christmas. <laughs> okay, anyway. Put your pitchforks down, Swifties. We're, we're, we're moving on. I'm open to opening my heart to Taylor Swift. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, like, against her. I just haven't had that moment where... Swifties? I just haven't Depending had that right. moment where I was overcome by mm -hmm. the power of my love for her. That's all. Oh. Was that it? That's it. No. But I, no, I'm saying that I'm open to that. It mm -hmm. just hasn't happened yet. Anyway. But yes, going back to Christmas. Um, so, but our artificial tree is actually not looking so well this year. I think it's either the second or third year for it, and it's definitely the last, as you said. Um, we we got it. It wasn't the most expensive one that we could have gotten. Yeah, it, it was reasonably I, priced for. But it, what we've gotten out of it. I felt like it actually was, we got a really good deal. I mean, maybe not because it's dying, but in the sense of like, it looks, it, or has generally looked very good. <laughs> like, it's like nice and full and like good looking and was flocked and it was came pre, pre It was pre-lighted. We had to rip the light. That's another Last thing. year we did have to replace the lights, we but like we were able off. to do that. Sure. But this year's problem is a little bigger. So it comes in three sections. You snap the sections together. Which I appreciate because also, sidebar, the artificial tree I had when I was growing up, each individual branch had to be installed separately. So was it more that you had a trunk and Each individual branch had a color-coded thing to, like, the stage of the Well, that sounds up. very terrible. And also, every time you, like, snapped one in, it would peel a little bit of the paint off. So, like, yeah. it had been in my family for so long that, like, you had to kind of just guess with some of them because the paint and the corresponding color were, like, not, you couldn't make it out. It yeah, just, I'm not. I'm, I'm out. Okay. But oh. it lasted for a long time, I'd like to point out, <laughs> in my family. Yeah, but your family probably spent more on it initially. Yes. It was probably, like, initially yes, better. Yes, it was an investment, tree. I'm sure. Ours was not an investment piece. I would not cost <laughs> it. was more of just an Especially after what happened this year. <laughs> because, I mean, you haven't said yet what exactly happened, have you? That... I'm getting to that. So, it comes in three pieces. Mm -hmm. I put the first piece and the second piece is the larger, you know, base piece and then the middle piece. When I went to attach the top piece to the middle piece, the connector piece that slides into the, like, center trunk part snapped. So I made a makeshift solution, which obviously didn't, I wasn't expecting it to, but it didn't last very long, of sticking a pencil in the hole of the second piece that I put mashed down onto the third piece, and then... The today, colored pencil snapped, but I replaced it with, um, you'd gotten in some kind of, like, a swag bag or something from a work event, one of those metal collapsible like straws but this is that actually a perfect use you. for that because i've always been too afraid to use that you don't want to be one of the few people that every year is murdered by every metal year collapsible straw. i read stories about people being murdered by their uh metal straws. that's not I, how i want to go down that's, and i've I had it so stupid going down that way i ha i think i'm particularly scared of that because when i was a little girl i did have an accident mm -hmm. where i was using a yeah. like a dowel like a stick as a pretend mm -hmm. microphone and i was dancing and singing and i tripped and it po poked and it like pierced my oh. soft palate oh. 
And so even though that was a really long time ago, there's something about that that was so terrible that every time I think about the possibility of being murdered by a metal straw, I know how it would feel as well, it was going you said the same in. thing about when we were using the dishwasher, about how you would always turn the pokey tines down in the... Yeah. In silverware tray because of... I, we re- also read a story about somebody that fell onto their... Yeah, and, and it's like, it's worth just... The, daughter, yeah. just I, yeah, I just, it's too real. Anyway, so we used, instead of using or dying by the, the hand of the We used the, the reusable, straw, collapsible metal straw. In our Christmas tree, and it seems to be working so far. Yes, like, I think, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic that it's going to make it through the season at least. colored pencils. This so is I definitely its last, hur- the last hurrah hur- hur- for the whole tree. But, after but we are trying an exciting experiment this year. Which is that we got some of the really big fat light bulbs. Yes, I like them. Um, we're also using colored lights, which we did last year, but had, I think, for a few years before that, done white lights. What We've, brought you over to the montage? I think it's pretty much like anything else, where it's like you do one thing for a while, and then the other thing starts to seem exciting. Yeah. I'm like sure a few years from now, I'll be like, oh my gosh, I feel so refreshed by these all-white lights. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. It's just... I think just, you know, it's nice to do something new, change it up once in a while. Emerald was against the, um... She's very upset. For some reason... of the size of bulbs. It's interesting with kids because you don't know sometimes what they feel very, like, strong... Will feel strongly about or are very attached to. Like, little Christmas traditions or things that you, you might even just forget to do and then they'll be, like, really, really upset. Emerald especially, who has the best memory of... Yes, Emerald has an incredible good memory, especially for things that she wants or that are important to her. Which seems to be a lot of things. Yes, but apparently, she's... We've never had the big fat bulbs before, and to me, it's like... I I was honestly against them before, but like I was saying, it's like just the novelty, I'm sure, just whatever made me feel like, ooh, this could be fun. Mm -hmm. She is... I'm hoping she'll just get used to them after a few days, but right now she's on high alert of like she just is like i don't like this she was like what what was it exactly that she said because it was something very like she said that she was i was proud of her no i remember i was proud of her because she was like i'm feeling a little uncomfortable about something and we're working with our kids on being able to like calmly tell us if they're having like a problem and she was like i'm feeling a little uncomfortable about something and i was kind of like bracing myself because it's like oh no did some terrible thing happen she's like just don't know if I like these big fat lights on the Christmas tree. So I told her to try to like keep an open mind and we'll see how we're feeling as the season progresses. But you never know what is going to stick with. You never know either. It's hard too with kids though. Cause I mean, they feel like entitled to like have opinions about like home decor and stuff, which is weird a little bit to me. Cause I never, maybe I'm just misremembering, but I don't remember voicing much of an opinion about, like, my parents' home decor choices. Like, if they put no. something up on the wall, I just kind of assumed it was going to be there, even if I secretly thought it was hideous, An you entire know? room in my parents' house growing up was made of wicker, and I don't remember, even though you know how I feel about wicker. Yeah, I don't, wicker is I don't, not, like, your jam. It's just no, not your favorite not thing. not my... No. Just no. But it, I never... But I you were never, I, like, I have no memory of going to my get parents rid of this and being terrible like, wicker room. Get rid of this wicker room. Even no, but I feel like... Even maybe if that's how I felt. Maybe we've know. made our kids too comfortable because I feel like they definitely, like... No, I know. I'll try to, like, put up a painting and they'll be like, um, mommy, <laughs> do you really think that should go there? Because yeah, I don't right. like the looks of it. Right. You know what I mean? But it's like, yeah. It's like, on the one hand, I'm glad that she told me that, you know, she could feel like she could tell me she was uncomfortable about the lights. Yeah. On the other hand, it's like, 
I feel like as the person who has spent a great deal of time and money buying her Christmas presents, I, I should get to like have the win and just decorate however I want. You know, but I mean, of course, that's like a, my own, you know, in my mind, that makes sense to her. There's no connection there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so we're trying the big fat light bulbs and we're excited. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do about ornaments, though? I want to do kind of not very many ornaments. Sparse. Well, okay. I do think this might be, we could probably do more ornaments this year than we'll be able to do next year. Because, I mean, right now, our youngest child is seven months old. Yeah. Next year, I don't think we should even bother putting any ornaments on. He's going to be running around grabbing stuff. It's going to be, yeah. This year, it's like, I do think that mostly lilac, but let's be honest, all the kids will probably try to take the ornaments off the tree and play with them. Mm -hmm. But, like, still maybe to a moderate level where we could do more. It's just at the same time, to a certain extent this year, I'm very much about doing things... A little bit the easy way like I'm trying to be kind to myself in the sense that there's so much that I want to do and I'm trying to just kind of acknowledge the season that we're in which is that we have a baby as well as like four very young children and of course that means it's exciting to do all the things but it also means like three well I meant four young children in total but one of them Mm -hmm. is in fact a small baby And so I'm just trying to be like, this is not the season where we have to do all the things. There are some things that we will be able to do a few years from now. And it'll be more fun if we do them later. Yes. And one of the all the things that I don't feel like I'm putting pressure on myself to do this year is to like do a ton of putting ornaments on the tree and then trying to keep them there. Like I want to put a few on, but it's also just like taking the ornaments off the tree always ends up feeling really, really stressful to me. Mm Mm-hmm. I think that's the thing is that I want to be like, not only do I want to like currently not be like super intense about trying to, um, she was pulling, <laughs> Look, I'm looking on the monitor. Sorry, we're just keep getting distracted by the monitor. She is, <laughs> I think she's trying to pull the blankets up to her chin, but she doesn't want to use her arms. So she's like opening her mouth and, like, using her teeth to, like, <laughs> to adjust the blanket plan. up to her chin so she doesn't it's have to use her. Just so her arms can stay covered while she adjusts it. No, I, I understand I what, she's, what doing, she's doing, but, here, it's, but it's a bold plan. But anyway, I'm just, I'm trying to be kind to myself in the sense of, like, future Ash doesn't want to have to carefully take each ornament off the tree, so yeah. current Ash is only going to put up some ornaments. Having the smaller tree on the table, I think, is actually smart because it gives them a, a tree that they can, like, yes. do, do things with. And yes, we have, have like, to, a like, little silver tinsel tree. They want to, like, manipulate things and, like, put things here and there, and it's, like, a need that they have. So it's, like, if you give them a way to do that that's not the main tree, then you can feel more comfortable about being, like, leave the main tree alone, especially since it's, like, being yes, held well, up Yes, and that's really straw. why I got them that little tinsel tree, is just so that they could just kind of... It's like, if that tree goes down, it's, like, not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Today, speaking of that tree going down, today I looked over... And this is one of those things where, you know, when kids are playing and they're doing something and you can kind of see them glancing at you to see if you're going to be, like, stop. Mm-hmm. Our son was, like, holding that tinsel tree and flying it like a spaceship, and I heard him calling out to the girls because they were all playing something together involving this, the tree and some several little people figurines. He was like, it's a 
it's an alien ship that actually looks like a Christmas tree. And, like, it was just, it was flying around, and, like, it was one of those things where, like, they were waiting for me to say no, but I didn't say no. Yeah. And hopefully that'll, the me not saying no to them doing that will somehow bank into, like, them being less upset when I tell them no about all the things they want to do the actual tree, maybe. We'll see. Yeah. See how that turns out. Um, we did, so the tree's looking good. We need a few more lights. Yeah. And then we do need a new tree topper because I was really happy with how we topped the tree with, like, that kind of cool-looking ornament last year, but that cool-looking ornament had died, so... We need a new topper. And we also need, um, well, we needed to find the stockings. We found them. Oh. We did. Ah. I found them. Yes, it was definitely you. You found them. You and I, I kind of, I, I kind of, of wish that I had asked you to find the stockings before I spent, like, most of my, because, you know, the thing with having, like, a baby. Is I don't remember putting them there. All I'm of sorry. my. No, it's, I'm not upset with you. It's just, sometimes I just feel so much like. You have a limited amount of time. Yes, exactly. Like, I love having a baby so much. And at the same time, it does make it harder to get anything else done. Especially, you know, with like breastfeeding and he really likes to nap in my arms. And I love that he does that. But it does mean that my ability to like have hands free and actually do Body stuff free. is. Yes, it's, it's limited to like. Usually just several very small segments of time on the weekend. And I pretty much used that in those entire segments of time. And even a little bit more while he was getting pretty restless. Searching. Because I thought they were in one closet. And they were not. Mm. I thought they were in another closet. They were also not there. Then I thought, okay. I definitely was like, they're definitely not in the second closet I searched. So they must be in the first closet. Because the first closet, there was a few things in there that, like, you know, they could have been maybe had fallen somewhere or were obscured or something. So I researched the second, the first closet. And, like, of course, no. So, yeah, I kind of wish I had had you look for them first and maybe would have found them in, like, 15 minutes instead of, like, the entire day. But it does feel good to have them, although they're still a problem. Yes. Yes. Explain... Okay. Are, like I, I know so, I know we've talked about this on the podcast before, but give a brief summary right. of how we got to the point where we're at with the stockings okay. that we have. So we have over the course of several years, we've added, you know, over the course of ten years, let's say, we have added four children to our family. Mm-hmm. And we have acquired stockings to go with all the family members. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, we did not get anything monogrammed. Mm -hmm. So I feel like we're still, we still have a little bit of more of an out. Mm -hmm. But between the time that we acquired our now three-year-old stocking Mm -hmm. and now where we are in need of a new stocking, the place that we were going, we were buying stockings from seems to have discontinued. You don't even want to give them a shout out because they did this to us. Yeah, I mean, they, they seem to have discontinued selling stockings. Hashtag not an ad. Yes. And so... We need another stocking, and it needs to go with the other stockings that we have. And the thing about Christmas stockings, this is like the hidden cost of Christmas that you mm. don't think about when you're a small child. Christmas, the stockings themselves are not cheap. That's like, a, get six people, who and it, it's not so bad, you know, buying one stocking. Like, because you know, we originally, you know, we as as a couple at some point got stockings, and then. Um, you know, added people are easy to replace. Yeah. Well, and then we got stockings for the kids, you know, but like one by one. 
At this point, though, it feels like we would need to really make a significant investment to get stockings. And to be fair, this is partially because I am very picky and I have very specific ideas of what I want and, like, the quality that I want. And, like, because to be fair, like, various members of our families have given us stockings that we could just kind of use. But I, it's it's something where it's really important to me to have the very specific stockings that exactly fit my aesthetic, yes. and that I have chosen. Like it's Aesthetics just something are very that, important to you. Yes, which isn't just because I'm shallow. I it's call you shallow. No, I know. I'm just I'm just saying in my defense, you know, because I think some people think like, oh, aesthetics shouldn't really be important. But like, I think just like you're a visual person yes exactly so just like sounds are important to you mm-hmm. looks are like important to me like 100%. the way that like like okay it's kind of like this like if someone's singing off key that doesn't really bother me mm. it would probably make you feel like distressed yes that's to me the level of irritation that i feel when things don't look right it's like someone singing off key. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Except it's like to my eyes. The problem is, since we live in capitalism, they figured out ways to monetize your way of viewing the world more than mine. <laughs> they haven't ma- managed to make things just sound wrong until you have to buy more things. Right, it's to not like really. Make the, them look, yeah, make you either them just right. listen to it or you don't. But, um, yeah, I mean, other than making very expensive headphones, I guess they haven't really very Yes, that is many. the one area I guess they have gotten us, but beyond that <laughs> anyway so yeah we have to decide do how we to proceed do we find another stocking that looks like the stockings we have kind of except that we'll always know that it's not actually from the set and also it'll probably be slightly different like you know what I mean the cut will be slightly like the shape of the actual boot will be different or it will be like slightly larger or like weirdly just a little bit smaller. And will that bother us forever? Probably. Although maybe not because our stockings to be fair, are they're not a matched set. They're just, they're, they're all from the same place and they're all the same style, but they're each different in that they're, they're faux fur, mm. but they're each a different fur. So it might blend in optimistically like most optimistically it would blend in okay to have just a different no they're they're all exactly the same cut and they're the same size Uh it's just that each one is a different fur but we can't replicate that so I'm saying perhaps we could get another fur in the same size but that's the problem I think we can get another fur easily there's 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 like if you google it right now you'd find a dozen places selling faux fur stockings the problem is the shape mm. of the actual stocking yeah. or the size is probably not going to be exactly the yeah. same. And that's going to be very disturbing. Yes. So, but we either have to do that mm-hmm. or we get just a random stocking this year that's not going to fit, but like it's very cheap. And then next year we make a large investment and we just all start over. Mm-hmm. Or... We try to go for like a more eclectic style and we kind of just diversify, but like this year it would look weird because it's like all the our same stockings and then one special other one, but then over time we could get a bunch of different ones and it would look interesting. Mm-hmm. 
And it would be kind of fun, too, to do something more like, when I was a kid, we didn't exactly have set stockings. Like, my mom... Well, eventually my mom made us stockings that were, like, personal to each of us. Mm -hmm. And, like, those were set, and I did feel, like, very personal about my personal stockings. It was, like, it was, like, a soft kind of, like, a... Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? That really soft material. Flannel. It was, like, a red flannel. I really liked it. But before my mom made the stockings, we did just have kind of a collection of various stockings. They weren't, like, coordinated or anything. They were just kind of the various stockings we happened to have. But, you know, it would be, like, on Christmas Eve, it would be like, oh, I want this one, like, I want this one, you know what I mean? So it wasn't, like, very personal. So it would be kind of interesting if we got a nice collection of stockings, then to kind of have people mix it up a little bit. Although I don't see the kids necessarily going for that, because this is an area where they may have grown more attached to the specific stockings than I had hoped. Because, like, I was kind of talking about the potential of getting different stockings and... You know, some of the kids were a little bit like, mm-hmm. was like, no, I kind of like mine. So I don't know what we're going to do. We need something for Kingsley, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not one of these people that thinks that babies don't know what's happening and so don't care. Like, a lot of people are always saying that when they're talking about, like, getting Christmas things for babies. They're like, oh, he won't understand what's happening <clears throat> or he won't care or whatever. And, like, I agree that obviously the baby's not, like, counting the gifts to make sure they get the exact even number or whatever. And maybe they don't know, like, the meaning of Christmas. They understand what's happening enough to know if they're being totally included or, like, kind of left out. Mm. That's just my opinion on the awareness of babies, don't you think? Yeah. Like, I think that a baby... I mean, maybe we just have very bright and aware babies, but, like, our babies will definitely know if they're being excluded and they will not be into it. Yeah, no, I've... Definitely come down on the side of nature in the nature versus nurture debate. And I feel like people are come that you 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 leave the same way you came in. I feel like people just come in, they are who they are. You know, certain changes can of course affect the outcome, but like the core being it's just like I feel like I knew all of our children instantly and I've never really like wavered from that knowledge. But they are all babies who would notice if... But they were definitely all babies who would notice. Like, yeah, like if everyone has a stocking and they don't, they're going to definitely be near that eyes. wasn't aware of its surroundings, you know. I, I definitely got the sense that, like, they were, like, attuned always. Exactly. So on that note, we do need to get him a stocking. Like, mm-hmm. he, will, he will definitely feel left out, I feel. Like, I don't think he'll care, like, if the only thing in his stocking is, like, one baby toothbrush or something. Mm-hmm. But, like, if he actually doesn't have a stocking, I feel like he'll be sad. So, this leads to our another topic that we were going to tackle with him mm-hmm. shopping. Um, just him shopping in general. It's hard to shop for a baby, I feel like. It is hard because I think what happens is that I waffle back and forth between I want him to be feel equally included and he doesn't really need as much stuff he just needs us or mostly or there's things that i think would be nice to have for him but a lot of them skew slightly older and i mean he has a birthday coming in april which is a long time but not really that long so it's like when he's like say one there's a lot of cool stuff like when you're maybe like starting to walk a little bit and play with toys a little bit more Mm-hmm. <clears throat> at this point he doesn't really need that many more toys for the age he is now 
there are some things that might be nice for him to have when he's slightly older. Mm-hmm. But, like, right now, I mean, we have a fair... I mean, he's our fourth child, so we have a fair number of baby toys. Mm-hmm. We always need more books, so, I mean, that's a good that's a good thing for him. Mm-hmm. And there's a, few, there's a few cool things that I think he will really enjoy, like I said, like, in a few months. But, like, yeah, right now he just needs us. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like... That won't be true forever, and he's getting more active and mobile, and and you know, and there's an emotional component too, yeah. where it's like, even though I think baby's second holidays are actually always more fun than baby's first holidays, like mm-hmm. there's an emotional component of like, oh, it's his first Christmas, and I don't, I want to like get him something really special, you know, mm-hmm. but that's a little challenging because you're right, it's like he doesn't. He's not, he doesn't really know what's out there or, or, like, have the ability to express, like, any, you know, it's not like he has a Christmas list or anything other than, like, ideas that I've generated for him. Yeah, but, I mean, he will feel left out if he sees everyone else getting things and he doesn't get anything or less, you know, like... Yeah, and he's getting, he's getting a lot of nice stuff, too, because, I mean, he does have, like, some grandparents and stuff that buy presents for him, and so he has some nice things coming, but it's, like, I still have that feeling of, like, I want to give him something really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the other kids are just more outwardly aware or able to interact with the things you buy, and he's just not as, you know, yeah, out there as they are just by being dentifying. Well, yeah, I mean, even a couple months from now, mm-hmm. he's going to be starting to, like, cruise around a little bit, and then it's going to really be happening. I'm not ready for them. I know. <clears throat> but, I mean, more practically, he's right at the perfect age for us to buy him more, like, feeding supplies. So that's been good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just stuff for, like, starting to, like, eat foods and stuff like that. Even though it's, like, that's that's another thing. It's like, wow, how are we already at that point? Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that kind of leads into, like, an idea that I had to talk about. was just kind of the, you know, because we kind of covered him, but the particular joys and challenges of kind of each of our children you know kind of the age and stage that they're at now as far as shopping so to review we have a seven month old a three-year-old a six-year-old and a nine-year-old yes which is like pow wow all right so every time i say it i'm like you know i, I like saying it it's like <laughs> i said it to one of my friends the other day and like i could see his face like getting like progressively like every time i said another age he was like what 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 <laughs> like, it was just more more, more. yeah well because this was like kind of like a newer friend right so this was like yeah, your first so time like, kind of talking like, about like your my life to this person like, and <laughs> i like that moment you know what i mean when it's like kapow i don't think people that don't like the moment of kapow generally have four children <laughs> I think it's, like, only people that like that kapow that, like, go take it this far. I was talking to somebody that has less than four children. Exactly. (laughs) But you know what I mean, though. Like, I think that's fact... As most people do. Even most people that have children don't have four children. I think the fact that you enjoy that kind of kapow is kind of the feeling that that leads you to this point, you know, but... So true. It's like Paul Thomas Anderson said, it's like a crackling fire in your household at all times, you know? Exactly, exactly. But it's like, crackling fires are not for everyone. No. But, um, okay, so we so we talked about the baby, and so it's, of course, his first Christmas, and that's probably the, the joy is just being, like, we get to have someone's first Christmas again. Mm-hmm. And, but the challenge is, you know, as we said, you know, he doesn't... The challenge is, like, what... Do you really get a baby? You know? Mm-hmm. There's lots of stuff for when they're slightly older. Um, and I guess the one sort of thing that makes it a little bit easier is that, or, you know, may, creates more need for him is that... 
So, of course, we've acquired a lot of baby stuff. Mm-hmm. But we've had some of this stuff now for like 10, almost 10 years. So, some of the stuff has, you know, either broken down or like been recalled. Speaking mm-hmm. of which, I think I saw something about our high chair that we need to like investigate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, so, so some things do have to be replaced because like we've been going just long enough that some of the things yeah. that we initially invested in are like not doing so well. And then also... Investigations have been launched since we... <laughs> right? Since we plot. Some of these products have been canceled, but... Yes. But also, this is a boy after, you know, two girls in a row. Mm-hmm. So, and and that, I think, you know, that the how much that matters is somewhat moderate. <clears throat> like, I'm not, like, someone that thinks that babies need all new gendered items to, like, function... But there are some things that are like, with the baby clothes, for example, mm-hmm. a lot of the newborn clothes that we had were fairly neutral, mm-hmm. but, and, and so I have, I have all the old, you know, the kids clothes saved in different totes. The older we get into the totes, the more gendered, I think the clothes become to a certain extent, you know, with babies, it's like little like white onesies and things, but you know, as we're getting into like the slightly larger clothes, there's a lot of things that are more gendered female in a way where it might seem slightly like socially inappropriate or something to like make a boy wear them just you know mm-hmm. like on the one hand it's like it does not matter but on the other hand you know it's like it could it, some things could start to get a little weird like yeah sure so there's that. I mean, so we do have we do have some needs that are like needs that are coming back around, and it's kind of exciting too to have an excuse to buy more like quote unquote little boy things after mm-hmm. you know the excitement of buying little girl things for for a while. Yeah. And we have less clothes, I think, saved from our oldest. You know, not only because we're further out, but also like he was our first, so of course we didn't have that you know reserve of hand me downs to like already start drawing on. We also had less money when we had him. But also things have like shredded throughout the years. Yes, some of yeah, some things have shredded, but also I just Sadly mean like for some things. Yeah, some things it has been really sad to see. Really go. tragic to see some things go down after almost a decade. Of right. Service. But you know what I Constant mean? Like I think service. we bought like I definitely think we bought the girls more baby clothes than we bought him. Just I, for, I due to like, like budgetary constraints. Yes, you also like dressing girls more than boys, I think. I don't think that's necessarily true. I just, I really didn't have the budget to buy many clothes for him. I think you take a certain thrill out of dressing up girls, like fabulous. Like you can dress a girl more fabulously than you. That's can true. There's let there, there's, there's less, more like, like there's uh, more yes. that you can like add. That's true, and also I think the girls. Well, they I think lo- they love it though. So they like, do love they, it. They really like both of them. Are yes. Totally whereas, good. I mean, our son likes certain things about clothes, shirts, but that's like <laughs> that's a little less fabulous. Like I like he likes clothes, mm-hmm. but it's more in a very specific way. Like you're right. Like he likes things with collars, mm-hmm. and so like I try to get him things with collars. He likes things that are blue. I try to get him things that are blue. That's a little bit less exciting than buying like a sparkly dress, and you know. And a tutu and... Yeah, it's just, like... A hair tie. <laughs> yeah, like, I get excited when I buy him, like, a blue polo shirt or something, but only because I know that he will really like it, not because I personally... Like, I guess when I buy the girls' clothes, there's a certain aspect of, like, you know, 
I myself have once been a little girl that would have been thrilled to own this dress versus just, I don't really need nor have I ever longed after like a blue polo shirt, but I'm happy to be able to get this for you. You know, I guess that's the difference. But anyway, so yeah, so there's, there's some need for like different things for him and that's been exciting. But moving on, I think to our three-year-old, because I think three is a very exciting, but in some ways challenging age, you know, present wise. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the thing with the three-year-old is that she's really starting to kind of develop certain interests. Like it's that transition away from being like. It's really a interesting tiny how toddler. She's developed so much mentally. I feel like. Yeah, she's not really like a tiny toddler anymore. She asks very incisive questions lately. I've noticed like she really gets in there, and I'm like, wow, okay. Yeah, like she's growing a lot, and like the things that she like, like she's definitely developing more preferences for things. In you know, in different ways. At the same time, though. And I think I let me just I think and this probably goes for all of the older all of the big three. One issue that we have, it's not really a problem, but it does inform, you know, the shopping, as, since we're talking about shopping and getting them presents and what they want, is that we don't watch a lot of TV. Like, we, they do get time to watch, like, we watch movies and, some, and we watch shows and stuff, but it's all streamed <clears throat> and it's all very limited. Like, we don't have a TV in our common living area. We just have a TV in our bedroom. So it's all, like... We watch something very specifically. We don't just kind of turn on the TV. And so there's not commercials. Mm -hmm. So they don't really see ads for toys very often. And that doesn't, like, lead them to wanting things in the same way that they would otherwise. But so, I mean, that definitely informs, like, this somewhat, too. But anyway, so she likes a lot of stuff. And I'm getting a clearer idea about what her interests are kind of going forward. At the same time, though... If you ask her what she wants, it's just all over the map. Mm -hmm. And the other thing about the fact that our kids don't see commercials for toys and stuff is that I've had to kind of encourage them over the years to, if they are expressing a desire for something, either have it be a general desire, like a general desire would be like, I would love a, like, unicorn figurine. You know, that's a general desire. Um, or to be very specific, like a specific thing, like I want the Bluey toy that talks and like says five different phrases, you know, that's very specific because sometimes our kids have definitely like expressed desires for things that are like very specific fantasy items where, because I don't think they're aware that it's like, you're just limited to kind of what's at the store. So it's like, I would like a unicorn with a yellow mane that extends to the floor that I can braid and it would have an electronic butterfly that comes with it and the butterfly would fly back and forth delivering flowers to the unicorn and the unicorn's name will be... You know what I mean? Like, you, you surely you've had this kind of conversation with them where it's like, yeah. either, either just be like, I would love a, pe- a toy unicorn. Yeah, but that goes or, back to that joke in uh, Jingle All the Way where... Jake Lloyd repeats back to Arnold Schwarzenegger the entire Turbo Man. Yes, but... They don't have that. They don't have that. So they're, like, just riffing. They're just, like... But it's, like... it's improv. But I like to be able to fulfill (laughs) their, their like, fondest dreams. And it's hard if their Mm -hmm. fondest dream is for, like, a fantasy that does not exist. But anyway, um... 
you did talk me into getting a lot of character themed items this I mean, year. You're against characters. I'm not against characters, I just have a strange relationship. I feel like we can go back in the archives and explore previous episodes where you went on in length about how you do not like characters to go on. I like to think of myself as very flexible in this, but... Because I'm not one of these people that's like, we will only have non-character toys. I'm not like committed to one style where it's like we can only have Waldorf inspired toys or we can only have Montessori or all of our toys will be wooden or wool yeah. or all of our dolls will be faceless. Like I'm not hardcore like that. I have found over the years and with having a lot of kids that while there are some exceptions, a lot of the time those kind of simple open-ended toys are the best ones. Mm -hmm. Those are the ones that hold the most play value, and those are the ones that hold up the best. Because people can pretend they're different things, and they don't have to be, like, constrained. And they're usually a higher quality, and they feel nice, and I like seeing in the home, too. It's an aesthetic thing as well. Mm -hmm. I don't like toys that I don't like to look at. Mm -hmm. And I have a lot of really conflicted feelings about plastic in general. Just from an environment. Not be no, I don't even care about the BPA. I think that's kind of an overblown concern. I just mean like about like the environment and Sure. Yeah, plastic is terrible. Yeah, so so like there's a lot of reasons why like I I skew in certain directions for what I prefer toy wise. At the same time I like to balance that with I remember being a little kid and having a few, you know, toys that were a specific character. And we didn't, like, we didn't really go hard on that kind of stuff, but, like, there were a few things that we would get, and some of those things did become our, like, most special items, because it's, like, it does feel very special to have a toy of the character that you just have, like, a strong, positive feeling for. Mm -hmm. And so I don't want to deny that to our kids. I also have found that certain types of character toys, I think, function just as well, maybe to the chagrin of people who are, like, hardcore snobs about what toys they get. I think that if you look carefully at the, like, fancy open-ended toys, some of the gaudier toys are actually just gaudy versions of those other toys. Like, as far as the functionality and how people play with them. Mm -hmm. And will be played with just as much. Mm. Like, we have an amazing collection of the Fisher-Price Little People. And... They are not the most aesthetically pleasing, and they're very brightly colored. Mm -hmm. The kids play with those a lot. Like, a lot, a lot, and even way past the kind of, you know, imaginary age limit. Mm -hmm. Like, even our nine-year-old will play with his sisters, like, with the Fisher-Price Little People toys. Yeah. Like, it's, and, and for hours, it like, yeah. It happened today. I mean, it was, I think, then that's when the Christmas tree spaceship thing got involved. But still... But still, so things like that, it's like I say, I think there's value in those, so I don't want to discount them. And also, I do like to get our kids some things that are, like, kind of of their times. Because I do like people to have those cultural touchstones of, like... Yeah, you don't want to be left out in the conversations yeah. with your, like, peers later on in life. Yeah, and I mean, of course you're going to be left out on some fronts, but it is nice to have those things where it's like, oh, yeah, I also had that thing. Oh, yeah, remember those? And to, you know, have that in common with people. So I do like to balance out that, my preference in one direction to, like, those other concerns. So, yes. Yeah, so, three-year-old. I kind of try to do sort of themes this year as far as, like, within my shopping categories. 
So one of her major themes was kind of a character. I'm, I'm trying not to say it because I think she's asleep, but she's actually in the room with us, and I just, <sighs> I never know. She's very, all of our kids are just very sharp, crafty individuals, so I'm not going to, like, say yes, too much. You can spell it for the, for the listeners. I mean, you can you can hum the tune for us with your perfect pitch. I don't have perfect pitch. I know you don't have perfect pitch, but I'm saying you care enough about pitch that, like, you could probably make the tune sound right. No, thank you. Okay, so now I put you. I don't sing on this. I've established this before. I don't sing on this podcast. You don't sing on the podcast. Nope. Okay, but like, it's. I mean, I think it's like people can probably ascertain which character this is. It's very. It's. uh, It's. It's the Australian version of Peppa Pig. Some would say, although we never got into Peppa Pig, but like you said, Peppa Pig was rude. Yeah, Peppa Pig is really rude, whereas I feel like this other character is just delightful. Although, Lilac... Lilac is very attracted to the image of Peppa Pig. So, I mean, who knows if Peppa Pig will sneak in here at some point. But... But I do, you know, so so one kind of theme I went with with her is, like, for her kind of main group of presents was, you know, a bunch of, you know, super fun character stuff that I think, honestly, the big kids are going to be jealous of. But that's probably good because something, a tip that I heard once that I think has a lot of value is give something that all the kids want to the younger child. Because then it's like the younger child is sharing with the older kids. If you give something that everybody wants to the older child, and we've run into this before, give something that everybody wants to the oldest child, the oldest child is just going to like refuse to share it with anyone. And then it's just, like, a problem. Yeah. Give something that everybody wants to the youngest child who could possibly be interested in it. They will be excited that the bigger kids want to play with them and share yeah. with the bigger kids. And then the bigger kids will kind of be, then be forced to, like, learn valuable sharing skills in, like, playing with the younger kid. We can only hope. We can only hope. I mean, obviously there's going to be some fighting. And I think there will be some jealousies when the kids see that, what she Fighting? Got. Jealousies? I don't know what you're talking about. I've never heard of this. Yeah. It's really sometimes I feel like like each of our kids is, like, their own entire, like crime family within like you know like we were just watching the sopranos last night you know how there's like the different families within like the larger umbrella i feel like each of our kids is like their own entire family and there there are fightings and jealousies between them absolutely but um but yeah so that's a major thing for her and then the other major thing for her i wasn't even going to get her because she's, I think some people will think it's outrageous that we mm-hmm. got this for her. Because she's kind of young for it, considering how nice it is. But. I feel apologize for it. Well, but I mean, I have good reason, too. Because we got the thing for her older sister. And, you know, the two girls, they kind of are in a set. Like, they, they're definitely their own people, but they often play together. We did get her something that was like. Mm-hmm. Just basically like an alternate version of something that we got for mm-hmm. our six-year-old. Because, I mean, there's the issue of jealousies, of course, but also, more specifically, um, it's something where I think they might get u- more use if it's like they're both yes, doing it together. Yeah, get more use if there's, yeah, two of them. Because of just how they play with certain other toys that are similar, I can just see how this will be better for them to both have it. Mm-hmm. And the thing that pushed me over the edge... Well, I can't really say what pushed me over the edge because it's too specific to the item. But mm-hmm. anyway, so that, so those were kind of her two main categories. And then 
I didn't really get her too many clothes mm -hmm. because, I mean, she simultaneously wears the most clothes every day and also the least clothes <laughs> of, like, anyone. Yeah, well, she does more, like, going back to Taylor Swift, she does more costume changes than Taylor Swift does during the average concert. It's just... And she's very, like, she like she literally wears costumes a lot. Like, there was, like, a two-week period of time where she wore a mermaid outfit every day. But she wears costumes on top of costumes. That's yes. She'll, part. yes. Well, she'll put, like, layers on. Like, she'll put on a dress, but then she'll put on I'll another dress. three and four But then there'll be, like, a mermaid tail in her. time. But then, like, 90% of the time, whatever she's wearing, she just wears for, like, three minutes and then takes off and then is just nude. And I keep trying to get her dressed, especially as, you know, as the weather gets colder. And she's always she's complaining always, about being cold, but well, then she, like... She complains about being cold, and she just wants to wrap herself up in her purple blanket. But it's like, you need to be wearing a shirt. <laughs> and possibly some pants. But anyway, so I didn't buy her too many clothes, because... I bought her, like, just, like, a little bit of clothes. Just not, not too much in that apartment, though. Um, and that's kind of, like, her main stuff. Oh, and then for all the kids, I did, like, some, you know artsy crafty like type of stuff because mm -hmm. um, that's something that's the kind of thing that i might buy them in i i on christmas i tend to skew towards things that i wouldn't give myself license to buy at other times yeah you know unless mm -hmm. it was christmas or a birthday but the one area where i kind of violated that i guess is with with clothes and then with like kind of arts and craft supplies because i did get all the kids like some kind of like creative materials yeah. Because I really, I, this year I really want it to focus, I mean, not like I don't want to focus on this every year, but I really want it to focus on things that they're really going to use. Mm -hmm. And also I tried to lean away from things that are like giant. Yes. Because I feel kind of like, I don't know, like right now I feel like, or like the space, like spatially I feel like I didn't really want any like really huge chunky items coming into our space right now. That's legit. Yeah. I was really trying to go for, like, what do these people actually do? Um, uh, and remind me, on that note, to talk maybe at the end of, like, this kind of summary of everybody to talk about um, the advent calendars. Yeah. But but first, we'll move on to the six-year-old. So, she, I think the real joy of shopping for her is that, like, she's just super fun to shop for. Like, she likes a lot of, like, cool stuff. Like, she's very cool. Mm -hmm. She's just a very cool person. Cooler than I've ever been. Oh, yeah. But, um, and she likes a lot of stuff and she's into a lot of stuff and she has all kinds of interests and hobbies. So that makes it fun to shop for her. I think the challenge when shopping for her is that, and I finally have figured this out though, because I've been watching her very carefully, is that she really, like, as far as what she actually spends her time doing, she really likes things that are productive, like things that she can use to, like, she doesn't like just, yeah. She she likes to do pretend play when she's playing with other people. Mm -hmm. Like, she likes to pretend play, like, with her sister. Like, they'll do, like, pretend cooking, and they play with their babies a lot. And, you know, when um, our son joins in, they'll play with, like, their soft friends, and she has, like, a like an American Girl car that, like, the soft friends will drive around in. Or, like, when either of the kids are playing with, like, little people figurines. Like, she'll join to play with that. But she doesn't like to do that kind of pretend play by herself very much. Uh -huh. On her own, she really likes to do, like I said, productive things. Like, she plays several instruments. And she likes making, like, crafts. 
mm-hmm. and like art type of things. Yeah. Like anything where she could like construct something or make something or do something. She likes to cook. Like something where she's like making something or like gaining a skill or something. But but like pretend it's more just like with other people, you know what I mean? But but so the challenge with that is that she likes receiving gifts a lot. And a lot of the gifts that she wants to receive are things that I feel like she doesn't actually use. Because they're things that would be for her to play with kind of independently. Like, she really likes to receive things like tiny little Hatchimals. And like little pretend like shock and foods and things like that. But she doesn't spend much time actually playing with them. Mm-hmm. So I don't really like getting a lot of those. Mm-hmm. But those are like something that she like thinks that she wants mm-hmm. because she does love receiving them. And I mean, that's not worth nothing, mm-hmm. but it's still like long range. She's not going to like utilize them that much. Right. You know, mm-hmm. Definitely. but she was pretty like clear in her main request this year. Although lately she started adding a lot of things to her list, some practical and some just kind of like out there. I mean, you know, a long time ago, like when she, I think she was a little more clear, she was like she's she, her main things that she wanted were a real American Girl doll and a full size because she has Welly Wishers, but she wants a full size American Girl doll, and she also wants a camera with film. By which I think she means like an instant, you know, Polaroid style or like an Instax kind of camera. Mm-hmm. So that's very clear, and those are both very like I think quality requests. Lately, she has started mentioning a lot of random things. I think just because she's, like, she's, like, you know, infused with, like, the Christmas frenzy, she's just started mentioning, like, random things, like LOL dolls. Also, catalogs keep coming to yes, our house. Yes, no, that's the real problem. Catalogs keep coming to our house, and she sees... Mm-hmm. She sees dolls that you disapprove of, and she both wants them, I think... I think she comes by it, like... 50% honestly, like, they look exciting to her. 50% she enjoys how upset you are by the, this like... the Rainbow High Dolls. The Rainbow High Dolls. The LOL Dolls. I think there's a few other genres of not not well-dressed <laughs> ladies on the market currently. Less classy brats. <laughs> Although brats are back now, too. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's like what's happening. Again, there's, like, a special Kardashian one you can buy. Amazing. But, um, but yeah, no, like, things like that, like, I think she, she is interested because they're colorful and flashy. She also just likes how you're like, no, you know, but, but yeah, so she's mentioned things like that, but then she also, like, she has a very, yes, she does have a very practical side, too, where she'll be like, I would like some new underwear (laughs) and, like, things like that, like, so I, I, I do feel like, you know. It's not all flash and sizzle, but, like, I definitely feel like as we inch closer to Christmas, like, the, like, random ideas that she has have gotten, like, a little less streamlined, a little more all over the place. Yeah. I think, ultimately, she's going to be very happy with what she's receiving, though. Yeah, she's going to be fine. Yeah, she's, 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 and I did get her a number of clothes. Mm-hmm. Because she loves clothes. Like, that was one of the original things that she said, is that, very specifically, she said she would like to be surprised by clothes. But fortunately for her, she is the only one of our kids who needed a new winter coat this year. So she's probably going to be surprised by that. Mm-hmm. And hopefully she'll like the one I picked her out. It's very shiny. But I've realized that you should always buy your children very shiny coats. Well, because we were at the park. This was like this was like a couple weeks back, like right when it was first getting cold. And 
two of the kids were wearing very shiny coats, and one of them had one that was kind of like a very neutral color. Uh-huh. And I kept losing sight of the one in the neutral color coat. And I realized, like, why did I ever buy this coat? It's terrible. Yeah. I should only buy the shiniest, shiniest coats from now on. You have a flashing light on top, even better. Yes. Or just, like, not something that, like, is the color of, like, an autumn leaf or something. You know what I mean? Like, that's a, that's a mistake. It's like that one neighborhood we always drive through on the way back from Target. I saw somebody jogging through that neighborhood, like, at night. And they had the full, like, yellow vest with, like, the, like, reflective... Yeah, and, like, know, it looks ridiculous until you're the, the one that doesn't get run over. Light on... But it's like, okay, well, that person hasn't been run over yet. And I assume right? part of the reason is because they're doing exactly. this thing that I'm, like, kind of chuckling at a little bit, you know, like. Exactly. Safety first. Yes. But, yeah, so hopefully she'll be happy with that. I think she, I think it's going to be a very pleasing year for her. And she's old enough, I think, that this is, like, a good Christmas. Like, mm-hmm. I remember Christmas when I was six, you know? Yeah. I mean, I remember some Christmases before that, but, like, I feel like more hardcore. It's like she really knows what's what's up. Yeah. Um, then, so for, oh, in books too, she's really like excited to like look at books and stuff too. So, I mean, yeah, she's just very fun to shop for. Mm-hmm. Just getting her all the things that, you know, I would like to get myself if I was a six-year-old girl. Sure. Even though like she and I are very different from one another, but I feel like I like appreciate a lot of things that like pretty much any person would like at that age. Um... Our nine-year-old, I think, I think the special challenge with shopping for him has been this year, but I mean, this is probably always true with him, that since he's our oldest child, we've never had a nine-year-old before. So it's kind of like we're shopping in slightly new territory. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's always true, because I mean, even when he was six, we hadn't had a six-year-old before. I'm sure when he was six, we thought he was like so old. Mm-hmm. But now nine seems like, wow, how are you nine? Yeah. And nine is, though, definitely a transitional period in the sense that it's kind of, I mean, he's in, like, third grade. It's that transition from, yeah. like, early elementary to, like, upper elementary I feel age. like that age is always kind of, like... Well, less, you're, you're, cha- you're changing a little bit. You oh, know? Yeah. It's like... You're not a little kid anymore. Like, you're not really a tween or a teenager yet, either. Yeah, and he's... De- like, I think some nine-year-olds are tweens, but he's definitely he's not. not. He's no. definitely still a little kid. He also has, like, several younger siblings, so that probably skews him a little bit younger, too, I feel like. I also think being homeschooled skews people oh, younger yeah, in the sense that... You don't force people to, like... There's not the artificial pressure to, like, be cool in certain ways, or, like, oh, that's too babyish, or, oh, you know, now you're, like, dating someone or you're something. You're talking to the person that was bullied in first grade for having the Sugar Bear sweatshirt, so... Every time you tell that story, it just breaks my heart. It was a sad time for a little Robbie But Burgess. it's, like, if you're in first grade, you should be able to proudly wear a Sugar Bear sweatshirt without I definitely had the, the, the Werner Herzog inner monologue of, like, life is pain, like... That's <laughs> so terrible. Because it was, like, I was just so pure-hearted about it, but it was... But, just, like, you should be pure-hearted when you're in, like... But I was like, oh, okay, this is what it is. This is the jungle. But, but that's what I mean about, like, I this think homeschool kids aren't pressured and is quite, they don't grow up quite as fast in the sense that it's like, they don't have as, I mean, of course they have other, you know, situations with other kids and they read books and watch TV mm-hmm. and stuff, but like, there's not as much of that to like, be like, oh, I have to like, I'm six years old now, I need to put childish things behind me, you know, like, the, like I, I feel like, and that's one of the reasons I think that we want to homeschool, you know, I don't think there's any reason to rush, you know, let, let kids be kids as long as they want to be. Yeah. But, but anyway, so I mean, he's definitely still a little kid in a lot of ways. 
but he is more capable. And, you know, both, you know, both mentally and, you know, dexterously. Like, he's able to, like, there's there's different toys that, you know, he could probably handle now that he couldn't make use of when he was, like, six or three, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's kind of the challenge is just kind of, like, you know, always launching into new territory with this, like, you know, our older child. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of the challenge with mm-hmm. him. And the thing that's been kind of especially fun this year is that, We've been trying to help him kind of explore and broaden his interests, so it was kind of fun to, like, look at different stuff that he might mm-hmm. like. Um, and I think he's going to also... I think this year, like, he's gonna... He's the one who will probably be the most... Well, I mean, Lilac will probably be the most surprised, just because, I mean, she's just asked for, like, a million things all over the place. That's our three-year-old. But I think he, as far as, like being old enough to kind of have anticipation or whatever, he'll be the most surprised because we've gotten him a few of his main things that are, like, not necessarily... Like, they're things that he's maybe expressed an interest in, but not, like, actively, like, he asked for them for Christmas or that he necessarily thought were something that he could get. Mm. So I think that'll be very exciting to see. Yeah. Because I think we did get him some really cool gifts. Definitely. And we did get him some clothes, though, but, I mean, like I said, I mean... While I did say that shopping for his clothes is sometimes not as exciting, there are certain things that he likes. Like, he is the only member of our family to join me in the... Although I think I can get the girls to join me in, as I a Crocs enthusiast they're... also. They also... they When they saw my shiny Crocs, they started to... Well, let's talk about your Christmas Crocs. Yes, just a slight... Dip. Well, let's, let's wrap, wrap up. <laughs> should we just talk about my Crocs and then go back and finish because I didn't want to talk about the advent calendars or should we just... Yeah, let's talk about my Crocs. So, I've started a new life as a Crocs enthusiast. I can't believe it. It started as, like, you know, it, it's just a slippery slope. One minute, <laughs> no, you don't have any Crocs, and then, you know, yeah. next thing you know, you own, like, five pairs of Crocs. Mm-hmm. But different things just kind of appeal to us or come to us at different times i think and crocs are in again by the way like so it's like crocs are fashionable you know and i never had any crocs in that first wave when the crocs were originally going but now it's like also i think when crocs were originally fashionable they seemed expensive to me well just compared well well compared to the other shoes that i like now they're very affordable yeah. I'm just saying at the time like when they were original. Yes, yes. They're very affordable. But that's kind of how I got into the Crocs is because I love my Uggs. I have a really good Uggs collection. Maybe I just like ugly shoes. I don't know. Well, okay. Actually, I do just like ugly shoes and here's why. <laughs> they're the only shoes that don't make my feet hurt. All the other shoes... I've like, tried Uggs on. They're very comfortable. And I I've never have, tried Crocs on, but I'm sure they're also very comfortable. I have wide, flat feet. Uh-huh. So, like, most shoes, even, like, my nice sneakers and stuff, like, they actually hurt my feet. Hideous shoes are the only ones that actually, like, feel good. And I like feeling good. Absolutely. But also, I kind of enjoy how much you hate them. Like, I, I enjoy ruffling your feathers. Kind of like the way that the girls like talking about Rainbow High Dolls and, and LOL Dolls. I feel like, like you're always like waiting for me to, like, say something. When you, like, say something really positive about your Crocs and I'm like... I'm not taking the bait here. Like, I'm no. not going for it. Maybe all the women in your life just like getting like a slight rise out of you <laughs> with our like various like superest like agendas. But, um. But no, I didn't have any Crocs. And then I actually got the Crocs because I wanted something to wear around the house, but I didn't. Okay, so 
I got some really nice Uggs, but then it's like, often around the house, I'm just, I'm like cooking and cleaning and, you know, I'm holding babies and people are spilling things. And I didn't want my Uggs to get messed up. But I was like, I could get these Crocs and like, I won't care if something happens to them. Mm-hmm. And they're like pretty cleanable. Mm-hmm. So I originally just bought the Crocs to wear while I was cooking. Mm-hmm. But then I enjoyed them so much that I got a second pair. Mm. And then I got so excited that I asked you to get me another pair for my birthday and you did. Mm-hmm. I think that was my birthday. Was it my birthday? Yes, it was. Yeah. So up. so then I had three pairs of Crocs and like, yeah. Um, Adds up. Well, but then, but then I was really curious about the fur, the like the fuzz lined ones. Mm-hmm. But I was also worried because they might not be as cleanable. They're not. They're not. Well, because I'm actually very scared because things are going to fall in the holes and they're going to go into the fuzz lining and then I'm just going to have to throw them away. You said, so it's not, you, you said it, not me. It's not good. But that's why I can't wear the fuzz lined ones while I'm cooking. They're only for lounging. Yeah. But, but also, okay, to explain why I have so many pairs of Crocs. All right. So. One of my pairs of Crocs I wear out of the house. And then two of my original ones that I had, I've only so far worn inside the house. Because I don't like to wear shoes in the house. So, like, they're, like, basically they're, like, slippers. Except one pair is for actually being, like, shoes. Mm -hmm. But then I was, okay, so, like, it was a whirlwind of Christmas-related events, basically. Like... I was having kind of a difficult day, just, you know, just outside forces. You know, there were several things going on that were just, like, it was just, you know, it was a hard day. And it was near Black Friday, so, like, all the places are starting their sales, and... Stars aligned. And I just happened to see that the Crocs website was having an amazing sale. Wow. How did you stumble there by total accident? (laughs) Well, to be fair, I went there because... I was looking for some Crocs for our son because he does like Crocs, as I mentioned, and he needs a new pair of Crocs because the last pair of Crocs that he had, I bought him. Okay, here's a weird sidebar about our kids. They will not ever admit when they've outgrown a pair of shoes. They're trying to shove their feet into, like, shoes that do not fit anymore. But I find it fascinating Mm -hmm. because in every, every other area of their life, they are the first to complain at the slightest, you know what I mean? Like... They would never not complain about being uncomfortable in any other way, which is good. I want them to stand up for themselves and voice their needs. Mm-hmm. But it's like sometimes I feel like they're a little too touchy. Like it's like you can just weather this discomfort. You know what I mean? But like, so it's a skill I want them to cultivate with the outside world, but less. Yes, but at home sometimes I wish they would just tolerate discomfort like slightly. But when it comes to shoes. They will never, ever be like, this pair of shoes is too small. They will just be, like, folding their toes inside the shoes. So I've learned that I just need to, like, at consistent intervals, just buy new shoes. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I was looking for some Crocs for our son because he had actually mentioned something along the lines of, like, if you happen to be shopping for some Crocs or something. Like, I think he actually is kind of low-key hoping for some Crocs for Christmas. So anyway, I was... I went there to look for shoes for him, and then I was feeling sad, and then I noticed that these ones that are, like, so Christmassy, they're fur-lined. They're, like, red and white striped, but they kind of look like a giant... I think the name of those is Starlight Mints. It's, like, the round candy cane. If there was a uh, White Stripes 
croc, this would be it. And this is how I justified buying them, though. <laughs> because normally I think that seasonal items can have limited value because you can only wear them seasonally. But due to my own personal weird aesthetic, I can actually wear these crocs anytime during the year. They're very personal for you. Like anyone else, these would be <clears throat> Christmas specific. But for me, these actually go with everything I own. If they were red and green, though. Then that would be Christmas only. No, but red and white. Red and white. Like, and you know that, like, stripes are my signature pattern, and these are yes. basically stripe it. And you know that, like, I basically just wear black with, like, pops of white and red. Mm-hmm. And, like, sometimes a little bit of purple. Mm-hmm. So, like, these are actually the perfect Crocs for me, and the fur lining is actually even softer and more comfortable than I dreamed it could be. Like, I almost now need to get more of them because it's like. I thought maybe the interior fuzz lining would be, like, uncomfortable or something, but it's actually so soft and nice. Mm-hmm. Actually, they feel way more comfortable even than the original kind of Crocs, which were very comfortable. I'm so happy for you. I'm so... And do you ever get something and you're, like, unexpectedly even more joyful about it than you thought you would be? Like, I was excited when I got these Crocs, but, like... Yes, I feel that way about my Crocs guitar, but... But that's good. So you understand how joyful I felt when I yeah when I got the Crocs. I wanted it for years. I always dreamed it would be good. It was even better than I thought it would be. I should have done it sooner. But these were like an impulse purchase that I bought because I was like feeling sad. Which can impulse purchase that you buy when you're feeling sad can sometimes be a mistake. Mm-hmm. So I was like I had a little bit of worry leading up to the actual delivery of the Crocs. But then when I took the Crocs out, I was happier. And more Christmassy feeling than I even imagined would be possible due to, like, a pair of Crocs. Like, it was amazing. So, anyway, yeah, I'll just be Crocsing around in those for the rest of the season. In case you were wondering. I wasn't. I'm sure you weren't. But anyway, um, so, yeah, so our, our nine-year-old is getting some Crocs, among other things. hmm And, um, I wanted to talk about the advent calendars. So, some years I've... When I was more doing the most, I've done advent calendars where I actually, like, did a different Christmassy activity every day. Like, I had, you know, a hand-filled, like, today we're baking Christmas cookies. Today we're going to, like, solve a Christmas limerick. Now you're going to eat, like, a candy cane. Or just, like, children at different ages, too. Like, not, I think. But I decided that, like, as we have a baby this year, Mm -hmm. maybe this wasn't the year to do that. And so I decided I would just buy pre-made advent calendars, which I have done, like, once or twice in the past. But this year, I got, for our youngest, also the thing that kind of nudged me in this direction is that I saw that they had a Little People Barbie advent calendar. And Little People Barbies are so fun. I mean, we're definitely, like, Barbie's just, like, in the air right now, obviously. Oh, yeah, it's in the atmosphere. But also, like, we got her last year, we got our now three-year-old, the Little People Barbie dream house. And I love it so much. And I think just solidness-wise, it's so much better than an actual Barbie dream house would have been. And I love the Little People so much more than, like, actual Barbies. But then when I saw there was a Little People Barbie-specific advent calendar, it was just like, yes, this is, like, what needs to be happening. Mm -hmm. So we got that one for her. And then trying to figure out what to get for our six-year-old was a little bit of a challenge at first because... Like I said, she wants to receive a lot of things, like little toys, but then I feel like she doesn't really use them, and I didn't want to just buy her an advent calendar full of stuff she wouldn't really use. 
Like, they're super cute things. Like, I saw, like, a really cute Polly Pocket one. But it's, like, she would just not actually be playing with those. Like, I actually put all her Polly Pockets away in the closet, and she's, like, not asked about them. Because mm. she just, like, she went through, like, a little phase of using them a lot. But now, really, it's just our three-year-old using them and then me trying to hide them because I'm trying to really... Not only did I not want any giant jumbo toys this year, I didn't really want a lot of, like, little tiny knick things. Yeah. Because, I mean, we do, like, we, like we've like we said a million times, have a baby who's only going to be getting more grabby and more mobile. Mm-hmm. But then the advent calendar I got her is so good that the other kids, I think, are jealous, and I probably should have just gotten all three of the same. Because I found a, it's National Geographic rock, mineral, and fossil advent calendar. Mm-hmm. So every day is just... A different rock mineral, mineral fossil, which it's a I big hit already. Yeah, I mean already it's like everybody's excited about this one, and I thought it would be good too because I mean I love that it's like something real, not just like a plastic toy, mm-hmm. and I thought it kind of fulfills her desire to get little tiny like you know they're like the rocks in here are kind of like Shopkins sized or whatever, mm-hmm. but she also is very interested in real things. Like she's the kind of person who will like get like a library book, like the like she got that library book that had a spread in it about a giant clam. It was like an animal encyclopedia. And she's like painstakingly copied out the information about the giant clam into like a notebook. Like that's like the kind of person that she She says she wants to have a giant clam one day. Yes, which I was a little stunned by. And I was like, are you going to have like a giant saltwater aquarium? I don't know. I mean, I don't know if she's like totally thought thought through like the... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if she's thought that one out. But like still, it's just like, that's like the kind of person she is. So I knew that she would like this advent calendar. Also... I do sometimes try to get her things that are related to her name, and her name is Emerald, so, you know, she's... But she likes that. And she, yes. Well, I think I think people like that. Generally, if, if your name is something, you kind of like getting stuff her. name is her. a really good thing, too. It is, so. but she also is in, interested in, like, rocks and minerals and things. Mm-hmm. I think probably partially because of her name. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so that animate calendar is a huge hit. I kind of wish I'd just gotten all three of the kids one of those, because they all want it. And then for our nine-year-old... His was the hardest to pick this year. I went back and forth. Like, at first we were going to do Lego, and then I thought, oh, let's do something else, because the one time before that we did the pre-made calendars, we'd done Lego. And then I thought about Pokemon, but, like, I was like, I don't know. And then and then we found this Jurassic Park one with tiny dinosaurs, and so we went with that one. I think he's into it. He is. Like, I was a little bit worried before he got it that he would be, like, not into it, just because... He really likes dinosaurs a lot, and he loves Jurassic Park, but he doesn't... He goes through bursts where he'll play with his toy dinosaurs Mm -hmm. for, like, a week. He'll be super into them. And then he won't play with them for, like, a month. Mm -hmm. So I go back and forth between being like, does he like these or not? I think that's just kind of his nature. Like, he'll get excited again and play, and then he'll be like, yeah. But um, he he does seem very excited about the tiny dinosaurs in the calendar, though. Yeah. So I think it's going well. But yeah, did you have any um, other thoughts or questions about the general Christmas shopping this year for the kids? No. Um, it's been quite a journey. But you're mostly done. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm actually done shopping for the kids unless I make any like ill-advised impulse purchases. I mean, the one thing I haven't really done much of is stockings. But I think that my actual plan this year is to do something that kind of goes against my previous general thoughts about how to stuff a stocking. Mm-hmm. I think I'm just going to kind of mash whatever I got them that will fit into a stocking into the stockings. That's interesting because that goes against what you said in the past. Okay, well, the problem is that 
I've always thought, okay, stocking stuffers should cost less than the main gifts. You know, they should be, like, stocking specific. Hi. And... And that makes sense to me in the sense that, like, the stockings are kind of the appetizer. And you don't want to outdo the main course. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to, like, put, like, if somebody got... If, like, someone's main, like, nicest present is tiny, I'm not going to put that in the stockings. But still, I feel like there's always, like... Stockings are where knickknacks sneak in. Stockings are where you buy things that no one actually gets that much use out of. Or where, so I'm just saying these are the problems I've run into in the past. Or where it actually ends up costing way more than it should have. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if you end up spending, like, $60 on stocking stuffers, and, like, it's just kind of all happening, and you're just like, I need these things to stuff the stocking. If you think about it, though, would you rather, would you want, do you want to have spent $60 on stocking stuffers? Or would you rather have, like, consciously used that, st- that $60 to buy, like, a really nice single item for somebody? Yeah. So that's where I kind of am, like, I think I'm just going to take a few of the stocking-sized items that are not just, like, the main, main items and just kind of, like, jam them in there and just fill the rest with, like, food. Yeah. Like, just, like, some candy, and then I do like giving them little bags of individual chips because that feels like an exciting treat to them. And maybe, like, some other snacks and just kind of, like, pack it in. I mean, oh, what, yeah. what do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I think they'll remember it fondly. Yeah. I did get them each some Yoto cards, so, I mean, that'll be, like, good in there. Totally. Um, But I don't know. I, just, I always wonder what your perspective is because, like, I do kind of, like, bring you into the situation by, like, asking you questions and stuff sometimes while I'm shopping. But, like, mostly you're just kind of, like, letting me go wild as far as, like, doing the shopping. And, like, I feel like it's going to be more... I don't think it'll be a surprise to you what the kids are getting, but it's definitely more, like, my area of, like... So I just wonder, like, from your perspective, like, what do you think is, like, happening? (laughs) What do you mean? I don't know. Just, like... As far as, like, what we're getting everybody in, like, how it's all coming together. I think it's great. I think you... If I had to name one of, one of your love languages... Although, I heard someone say that, ideally, your partner should fulfill all of the love languages. <laughs> I mean, that's there's, true to there's a really no category I mean, you should really leave untouched. Yes. Yeah, no, it's true. You know, I, think, like, I think it would be a mistake to think that... If you want a experience of a relationship, you probably should be hitting all the areas. Yes, that's definitely true. That's but definitely true. But I you do, have certain main ones that are more important. I do think you are, like, preferred... Hi. Like, as far as, like, expressing love, like, I do feel like, like, giving you gifts is, like, something love through that. giving gifts. Well, especially, I think, for, like, the kids. Kids are easier to shop for than, like, adults. I'm definitely sometimes. more, like, acts of service, I think. I that makes one. sense. I think words are important to you. Yeah. And they're not, they're, like I said, they're, they're but not I mean, unimportant. Yeah, who doesn't, yes, that's true. Like, I'm a writer, so of course I would I would say that words are important. Still, I think if I was trying to characterize one of your more predominant ones, I would say verbally, like. Sure. I have a podcast, after all. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, yeah, no, it's, you're right, though. It's like everyone should kind of do all of them. Like, yeah, there's no room. Ideally, to be successful at, like, inter- like relating I only people. give gifts and I do nothing else, you know? I like, give gifts. I don't touch people. I don't people. do active I don't services. I don't... I don't do any acts of service. We're doing no touching. No touching. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously, yes, it's better to be well-rounded. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> but, but true, I mean, I do think, I do think some people don't, 
take as much pleasure in, like... Like, some people, I think, just wait until, like, the week before Christmas and just, like, quickly, like, go to the store and just kind of see what... Whatever the gas station happens to be selling. No, I don't mean it like... I, I mean, I don't mean it like that, that people are, like, not thoughtful or, like, just, you know, shopping at the gas station. I just mean, like, I think for some people... Christmas shopping for their kids is more you just kind of go to the store and like see what you feel like getting and that's fine but like for me it's like months in advance I make like a Pinterest board of like the things that I think I want to get them and I like carefully think about like specific categories that I would like to kind of fulfill and like I carefully weigh like not only what do I want to get the individual people and fulfilling certain categories, but also, like, how it works kind of in relation to every all the other kids. And, you know, so it's, like, mm-hmm. for me, there's a lot of, like, planning and, you know, there's a lot of planning involved. It also allows me to, I mean, I guess I'm paying with my time, but it does allow me to save money because I've been able, I would say I'm able to get, like, probably at least 90% of the things that I buy when they're on sale. And I can do that by planning ahead. So, mm-hmm. you know, because if months ago I decided on most of the things I was going to buy, I can then just, you know, check periodically to figure out when those things are on sale. Mm-hmm. I also, some things, you know, even longer than that, like things that we've known, you know, maybe for a year that we were going to get, those are actually the best for saving money because, you know, then with those things I'm able to see, not just like, oh, I'm going to check and see when this goes on sale, but like seeing when it went on sale previously gives me an idea of how often does this go on sale and how low does it usually go. Mm Because what I don't like is, like, when places try to trick you by raising prices on things and then putting them on sale to make you feel like you're getting a good deal. Mm -hmm. And so there's stuff like that that I'm, like, I pay attention to and, like, plan ahead. So, like, you know, it it does help, you know, financially to plan. Mm -hmm. And I also enjoy it, obviously, because it's just kind of, like, the way that my brain works, I guess. Yeah. But I want to talk about your prediction for the toy of the year that you said you were correct on. I think I'm I think I'm pretty right. I mean, I need to check in and see if there's anything pulling ahead. But I think one of the big toys this year is one that I was having my eye on. Which is, it's called the, like, Cookies Makery. And it's basically like, it's like a little cardboard oven. Mm-hmm. And then... I believe you get some sort of, like, it's like a, I think you mix it. It's not, I don't think it's like kinetic sand, but it's some sort of like a paste or a putty or something that you're mixing. I mean, it's supposed to be like to simulate like baking something. So you mix it and you put it in the pan and you like mold it mm-hmm. into the shape of like the animal or whatever you're baking. And then you put it in the oven and then of course there's some sort of like a trapdoor or something inside. So then the little thing that you've molded gets replaced with. Just like a stuffed animal mm-hmm. that's like, I believe, also scented, which is very off-putting to me. Yeah. But, yeah, I did not buy this. I didn't say you bought it. I just No, but I have predict- sometimes bought the big toys when I actually thought there was predict- something I could do. It. Yeah, it's the one that I've had my eye on, and I do think it's, like, doing really well. Like, I think it's one of the hot ones mm-hmm. this year. The things that I don't like about it, I mean, it's scented. Mm-hmm. I also think it's, like, particularly terrible value mm-hmm. because... It's really genius to get someone to pay, like, $35 for something that's, like, it's really, like, a carnival, like, quality of, like, stuffed animal that you're going to get in the mm-hmm. end. 
it's similar to the guinea pig hutch that we got emerald last year except that the guinea pig hutch is better in my opinion because in the end you get guinea you get a whole family of like toy guinea pigs and like she does like not a lot but like occasionally she takes those guinea pigs out and plays with them <clears throat> whereas like i guarantee you like once you get this to family you just have like a random not very good stuffed animal mm-hmm. and that's like the end yeah and supposedly you can replay the thing again, but, like, no one's going to do that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's very terrible. I think the reason, though, that I predicted it as being popular and in the stands is that, I mean, it's... It fulfills the fantasy of the little gingerbread boy, where it's like you bake something and then it becomes, like, this, like, little friend, you know? Uh-huh. And everybody likes the little gingerbread boy. Sure. And everyone likes surprises, and it's got that surprise element. And, like I mentioned, it's very much like the guinea pig hutch thing, which was very hot last year. So, of course, they're trying to, like, do a new riff on something that's already worked, you know? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I do wonder, like, if you were the one doing all the kids' Christmas shopping, like, how would you do it? Like, what would you end up with? You don't want to know. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I already know. <laughs> It'd be a little bit different. I feel like you would probably just kind of go to the store and see yes. what what you felt like getting. The, the wind which, would, would take me in many different directions. Which, like I said, is like totally fine. It's just not how I like to do it. You, if, if we're going to compare it to interviewing styles, I would say you're the you're you skew Terry Gross, and I would skew more Larry King. <laughs> That's funny. Mm-hmm. That's probably true, though. But I don't think there's one is better than the other. I just think that there's different, different styles. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's fair. They both can get interesting results. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying, I didn't plan on Cutie and Baby Monkey. Well, there, I mean, there is something to be said for, like, impulses can lead you in good places. Mm-hmm. It's just, I feel like when you're buying Christmas presents for four small children, sometimes it's better to, like, have a plan. Mm-hmm. Also, I do like... I like to, like, for me, it's not just about getting something under the tree. Like, I want to have, I mean, not like the perfect thing exists, but I do kind of chase that feeling of, like, I got them the perfect thing. Mm-hmm. Like, the absolute best thing that I could have gotten them. Yeah. And I feel like if you're just impulse shopping, how can you achieve that? Right. But you uh, said that men are hard to shop for. Sometimes they are. Um,. You're not super hard to shop for, because I know you really well, and... I usually just want, like, a guitar or something for a guitar. (laughs) Well, and, I mean, you just kind of usually tell me what you want. Mm -hmm. That makes it kind of easier. You tell me what you want. Sometimes I worry that I'm not able to get as exciting of presents for you as I want to, because, like, I'm usually just getting you, like, the things that you specifically want, or there's certain things that I just kind of always get you. Yeah. Like socks. Never have enough. I know that you want them, but it also feels kind of like, surprise, surprise, here are your socks, you know? Like, I want to, like, really surprise you. Like, I did surprise you when I got you the headphones one time. That was exciting. Yeah. Um, But just usually I feel like I'm not able to be super surprising when it comes to your presence. Yeah. Um, And then it's hard, like, shopping for other men in my life. Like... Well, like, my sister was telling me that she was, like, shopping for our dad and, like, how she finally thought of, like, something that she thought he would like that would be, like, interesting and, like, 
a little bit unusual. And then she kind of casually mentioned the type of item, you know, to gauge interest. And he was like, oh, yeah, I just bought myself one of those. And it's like, oh, you know. Sure. Yeah, so it's like, if there are people that like tools, they probably just bought themselves the very specific sort of tool that they wanted. You know, things like mm -hmm. that that make it harder. Um... I feel like I'm not that hard to shop for. Although you could have a different perspective on that. I don't know. You're not hard. You're specific. I'm specific, but as long as you surprise me with the exact thing that I want, it's totally fine. No, I mean, I, I, I give you, like, direction, though. So it's not like I'm, like, yeah. wanting you to surprise me and getting angry or something that you can't. Mm -hmm. I do think I'm specific... Yes, like, I like specific things, that's true. I mean, who doesn't, though? I mean, my obsession with Crocs notwithstanding, I like to think that I, like, have, like, a fairly refined taste. <laughs> I think the thing that might make me harder to shop for at this particular phase in my life is that, you know, being, like, a, like, at-home parent with, you know a lot of very young children, including, like, a small baby. I not only don't have a lot of free time, but I don't have a lot of free hands. Yeah. So that limits, like, there are certain things that I would like in theory. Like, there's lots of things that in theory would, I would like, but sometimes when it comes to, like, what, what I could actually utilize, mm -hmm. it feels like the list is limited. And that's probably why I've started taking pleasure in... Things like Crocs, because it's like, I'll definitely be crockling around the house in these, you know? Totally. Whereas there's lots of other things that I like. Like, I see all kinds of cool stuff that I think, like, man, I would like to have this someday. Or, oh, wouldn't this be cool if I could possibly use it? Like, I saw that the new, um, the Kindle now has, like, the Kindle Scribe. Uh-huh. Where it's basically like a Kindle, but also like with like an Apple Pencil type of thing, you know, like a stylus and you can write. Like, something like that is like so cool. But like would be even cooler in like a couple years when I can utilize it more, you know? Totally. And I think there's a lot of things like that. Like, I've got an interest in watercolor painting this year. Yeah. But I watercolor paint in very small increments of time. Yeah. Find little times throughout the day. Exactly. It's exactly what I do. I know. Actually. I've seen it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've been working on that one moth painting for like a couple weeks now. Yeah, you've been making that rest of hoping, hoping to finish it before Christmas. Sure. I think like, I suspect, and I, I could be wrong, and obviously <laughs> this is like very generalized like stereotypes about men and women, but... <laughs> <laughs> I suspect that a lot of women for feel more like emotional about gifts. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think that makes a huge difference in like how you approach not only how you approach buying presents but also like how you feel about the presents you receive. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't want to be like those like comedians that are like men are like this and women are like. Well, that's why I'm saying it's a generalization because I think there are some men probably who. I do think feel emotionally about pretty, presents, and, yeah. and I'm sure there are some women who don't feel very like emotionally about them. But I would say, you know, more yeah. specifically, I think I feel more emotional about presents. 
than you do yeah. probably. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, We've been joined by the tiniest podcaster. He said, "Oh yeah." Uh, He's like, I heard you talking about me on a previous episode. Is that my own part to say? Also, he woke up because he wanted to ask us about what um, presents he'll be getting. What will you be getting? Don't worry, you'll be getting lots of nice stuff. That's right. It might be, like, astrological, too. I mean, because, like, you know, I'm, like, a watery, like... Emotional. Oh, he's tired. Emotional. He's rubbing his eyes. He is rubbing. The international baby sign for I'm. I'm very tired. I don't think he meant to like wake up, wake up right now. I think he just wanted to like. He really is a fantastic baby. What more did you want to talk about? Um, well, Christmas movies. Mm. Well, we watched um that genie movie with Melissa McCarthy. Yes, we did. It was a good movie. It was very cute. I liked it. I liked it too. I liked that. It took the kind of, like, genie idea, and it just kind of, its twist on it was just to, like, kind of be like, oh, there's no rules. Anything can happen. Exactly. And so that made it, like, pretty fun. Definitely. And I always liked Melissa McCarthy, too, so. Mm -hmm. It's also a remake of a British movie I saw. Interesting. Sometimes I find myself wondering why there aren't more good Christmas movies. Like, I know there are a lot of Christmas movies, and some of them are good, but considering how excited people are about Christmas movies and, you know, why are there not more good ones? Because I feel like sometimes we're just, I mean, the reason we watched that Cheney movie was that we were, like, just wanting something that we hadn't seen. Yeah. I'm glad you watched that Polar Express movie without me because I think I've seen that movie just about as many times as I ever want to. But I feel like the way we feel about the Polar Express is, like, compared to how other people feel about it is, like, comparable to the way that I that's feel about Taylor Swift. That's a Christmas classic for a while. But it's comparable, that's what I'm saying, it's comparable to the way that I feel about Taylor Swift compared to the way the rest of people feel about Taylor, but Taylor Swift. But Taylor Swift is actually good. This is, like... This is not a good movie. Like I think there is... are a lot of people that would deeply and emotionally disagree with us about that. <laughs> Look, the CGI this What's is wrong like this is before they figured out how to make it look it's uncanny and off putting the whole time to me. Yes. And every time I see somebody with their like AI Avatar, it looks exactly like the animation from the Polar Express, and I I really don't like that aesthetic. But it's uncanny. I, it's like it's like trying to be like, oh, isn't this realistic? But it's not realistic, and it's like insulting to realism. But I also still don't understand why they didn't just make the Polar Express be just an actual live action movie with like some special effects. Could they have not done that? They had a fair amount of fantastical things happen in that movie, so I think they felt like they had to, or maybe. But. I don't a lot know. of it, though, is just kind of like Tom Hanks, and, like, yeah, you could have had that be like It was really action. just animated Tom Hanks, like, you could have done that live. We could have even done it mostly live, and then kind of animated, like, some of the, like, train no. sequences. Somehow. Yeah, I've, I've seen the live-action Grinch Who Stole Christmas about as many times as I ever wanted Okay, to. but that movie is truly terrible. But I don't think that there are as many people that are attached to that it's movie. It's one of our son's favorite movies, though. 
I think though that kind of like we were saying with like the Rainbow High Dolls, like I think part of why he likes that movie is because he likes the rise that he gets out of you because he knows how much you hate it. I do think it appeals to him on an aesthetic and like... He also level. does just like... Yeah, I mean he also does just like like kind of, I don't know, kind of like slightly grotesque, slightly wild on the edge kind of characters. Yeah. Definitely. And then like the exaggeratedness. Mm-hmm. Like he likes that larger than life kind of like... Yeah. Someone that really fills a room in the way that Jim Carrey in a Grinch suit can really fill the room. <laughs> I like how in the, speaking of the Sopranos, how they have in the flashback, Christopher Forrest Gump style s- suggesting that they make a live action Grinch with Jim Carrey. <laughs> like, yeah, and it's just like, no. <laughs> it was a terrible idea then, and it's still a terrible idea. Came from Christopher. Yes. So. But no, I mean... It's hard because I feel like we've seen all the good Christmas movies and we've seen them so many times and it's like... And it just... And also, even the older we get, I mean, we've talked about how, like, the older you get, the quicker the year seems to go. So the movies that we saw last year, I kind of feel like we saw them really recently. Like, it's like, I feel like we saw the Santa Claus recently. Is this happening again? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Santa Claus, like... I can watch the first one of those, but, like, I don't have room in my heart for a There's lot of those There's a new TV sequels. series, I think, of them. I mean, we're probably going to get desperate enough. We're going to have to end up watching that at some point. That's true. But, I mean, Elf, I think, is one of the better Christmas movies. It is. But we're kind of, like, holding on to that for, like, closer to Christmas, though. Mm-hmm. That's the problem, not just with Christmas movies, though, that I've found with, like, a lot of Christmas activities, is that I feel so, like special about them that we hold on to them too long and then it's like too late and we're trying to pack things you know what i mean it's like this year i'm not going to save any activities to do on christmas eve we're going to do them all or christmas day you know what i mean like we're not going to be like desperately trying to decorate a gingerbread house on christmas eve this year like all that stuff is going to have happened like before then yes and I'm sure we'll fill the time somehow, but you know what I mean? Because I always feel like it's like, oh, we should do this, that, and the other. Oh, we should do that right before Christmas. But then it's like... Well, with your love of children's crafts. and I have a stressful relationship with children's crafting. And this is a tension only because as a homeschooling family, you are basically tasked with... I mean, it's this is... It's one of the parts of my job is to, like, do crafts. This is... If they were hi- if we were hiring out for this position, it would definitely be in the job description. <laughs> it's not that I don't like crafts at all. And I, I, I think I have identified the kind of crafts that I like. Like, I like crafts that... Okay, here, here's what I like. I like things that take longer to do than they take to set up for. I don't like when it takes, and this is a good rule I think for any children's activity, it should not take longer to set the thing up than the child is actively going to be engaged with. No, it's like a a road road trip rule I heard is that you should never drive somewhere for anything that you're not willing to stay for longer than it took you to get there. That's a really good rule. Yes, that's good. You'll end up feeling, like you said, cheated. Yeah, cheated, burnt out, kind of enraged. But there are a lot of crafts with kids where it's like just assembling all the different little parts and pieces and getting it all laid out and kind of instructing the kids on how to do it and then it's just it's over so fast. I don't like things like that. I don't like things where 
I'm actually kind of doing most of the craft because, like, the children aren't really capable of doing them. Like, it has to be something that, like, for the most part, they're reasonably capable of doing. Mm-hmm. Not something, and I don't, I don't, and I don't mean that, like, I can't help them. I don't mind helping. I just don't like when the craft is actually mostly just me with the hot glue gun, or like me with the string or the tape or the whatever. And then they just are kind of there watching and then do a little bit. I, I, I want it more to be them and then I can assist if there's like some particular like parts they can help. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is just, you know, we have a mix of kids with like a mix of different, you know, ages and personalities and, you know, different children find different aspects of the crafting to be, you know, more or less challenging or pleasing or whatever too. And so I think that, like, taking into account who your children actually are in picking out the craft projects is good, too. It's Mm -hmm. like not... There are some craft projects that just, you know, certain people, it's not going to be a good fit for them. And, like, being able to, like, anticipate that is good. Mm -hmm. But I like crafts, like, okay, like, like, Emerald is learning how to knit. I like that because, I mean, she needs a lot of help. But... It is still her doing it, me just helping when she needs it, and, like, beyond the initial setup of getting the yarn going, and then I sometimes have to help her, like, untangle and stuff, because she's, like, very new and, you know, kind of young. But it's still, you know, mostly, like, it's like she's spending a lot of time actually doing it, versus the amount of time it takes for me to, like, orchestrate it. That's the kind of thing I like. Yes. Or, like... There are certain things that I know people will do for a long time. Like, Lilac really likes to do those dot markers. So if I set up, like, the paper and the dot markers, she'll spend, you know, usually a significant amount of time doing the dot markers. And that's that's nice. I like that. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But I learned some things from, like, when we did our... We did some Halloween crafts this year. And one of the crafts that we did was... um, we got some cardboard pumpkins, like a like a paper like a pa- is it paper mache or papier mache? You know the word I'm going. For. I know the word, but I don't dare say it. I don't know the word. Never, right never, now. never whisper it from your lips. Nope. But anyway, we know what I'm talking about, and so we got some pumpkins, and we got paints, and we got like all kinds of you know glitter and googly eyes, and like just all the things to decorate and. What went really well was after the pumpkins were painted, everyone had an incredibly good time, like, sticking the little stickers on them and, like, the sparkles and the googly eyes and, like, I mean, they liked it so much that they were, like, peeling the stickers off just so they could have the thrill of resticking them in various locations, you know, like, that was super fun. What went terribly was the part when we were supposed to initially paint the pumpkins before the fun part with the stickers and the the googly eyes and the glitter and all that. Just the actual, like, okay, we're painting the pumpkins. That's the kind of thing that, like, you wouldn't anticipate going terribly, but, like, it was really awful, right? Mm-hmm. Like, was everyone crying simultaneously? Or... Much, yeah. Yeah, it's just, like, because, you know, one person's kind of a perfectionist, and so the painting didn't go exactly <clears throat> the way they wanted, and they were devastated and wanted to start over, but you can't really start over with acrylic paints. Another person did, like, kind of okay... But then, like, maybe someone accidentally brushed against their thing with, like, a different color paintbrush and they were enraged. And, like, a third person just was, like, a hot mess. Just, just paint everywhere and just, like, just 
yeah, it was very stressful and very terrible. And also did not take very long. Like, mm -hmm. the amount of time that we spent setting up wasn't too bad. But, like, the amount of time spent trying to, like, scrub away the paint as people sobbed was, like, significant. Mm -hmm. So, like, that part was awful. But the sticker <laughs> and, like, the decorating, like, beyond the painting went well. Which is why I was so happy when I found cardboard gingerbread houses. But they're pre-painted. So all we have to do is assemble them. And then the part that they get to do is decorate them. Like it has stickers. Like all the different like the candies. And also has like glitter glue. And like all the things to just decorate. But no painting. Mm -hmm. I am so excited. Mm -hmm. Like I'm trying not to get too excited. Because anytime you get super excited about something like this. It ends up being horrible. But... I'm, no, I, I think it'll be a hit. I'm optimistic because it's exactly the part of the pumpkin painting that went well, but not the part that was terrible. Yeah. And our kids are also like obsessed with gingerbread people, so I feel like I feel like it, it should be good. Definitely. After excitement. But I do feel like I mean. Something, some, one thing about crafting, I think, is just that, like, when you have super young kids, it's, it's easy to be over-eager. It's like, you know, you have a two-year-old and you're like, yes, finally the crafting will begin. There are things that our nine-year-old can do now that are like, finally we can, like, make some real crafts. But it's like, when he was our first child and he was just two, it's like, it's like, eagerly you want to, like, start crafting now. But really, there's a lot of stuff where it's like, in that sense, it does kind of get better as your kids get older. Like, know. they become more dexterous and more able to, like, you know, handle things. I also think I just, I think I should have a lot of, like, turmoil when it comes to crafting because, like, I come from, like, a family of, like, artists and crafters and things. So I feel like I should do, I always feel like I should be doing more crafts with the kids than I am. Mm -hmm. Like I think I have like crafting related guilt or something. Yeah. But it happens to be, I think, okay, and the thing is too, it's like, I don't thrive in chaos. I mean, to a certain extent I must because I mean, we do have four kids, but like, not in the extent where I think some people can just kind of have the craft projects just kind of going everywhere and they feel just like this is totally cool. Should be. Whereas for me, it's just like... You feel like Margie in the first episode of Big Love where... The yeah, where there's like the mayonnaise that's smashed on the floor and someone's peeing and she's just like sobbing into the phone. Like I just, I guess for me, it's just like... Hi. The unpredictable t good times of crafting are... <laughs> Aren't always like ideal for my like ridiculous vibe. I just don't know if you'd make an ideal art teacher. The funny thing is though that I worked like a lot like when I was like at like high schoolish age as like a like a teacher's assistant to like various art teaching but kind of like, situations. Classroom. No, not in my own classroom, and that's different. It's like I'm fine with like helping clean up and stuff. Right. It's more the actual like just the eye of the storm where you're trying to like teach someone how to do the Okay, here's the thing too though. I think when it comes to art, I like open-ended art where the kids can just kind of do whatever. As long as it's something where they can be successful pretty independently and feel good. But like I am discovering I do like crafts when they're actually like 
specific and useful and like something that the child can actually accomplish. I don't like I like crafts when you make something that the kid can feel proud of and that like you actually might want to have around for a little while. I don't like the kind of crafts where it's like the moment the craft is done, you're just kind of waiting to see how long it will be before you can like push it into the trash, you know? Yeah, that's the most important for me, but but that's why I'm really working more on having our kids make things that are, like, real. Mm-hmm. Like, knitting is real. Everyone's doing really well with knitting. Exactly. Or, like, we made pomanders. And, like, yes, we seem to have developed a fruit fly problem since then. <laughs> but, but those are still very real. No, I, they made I, our house smell good. I actually blame. There was a certain batch of bananas I remember that really... <laughs> But I, the but the bananas funny. are gone, and I feel like they're just living off the pomander fumes at this point. They are. Never buying bananas again. He said until sometime. I'm not time. buying car bananas again. That's what I'm not doing. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Serving bananas in the car was one of our worst ideas. <laughs> It seemed like a good idea because and then several weeks later, I was cleaning out the back seat. Oh really? Yeah. Oh no. I was like, why does it smell like garbage in our car? And then you were like, oh, oh that's why. <laughs> I'm never doing this again. I'm going to need, like, therapy after this. <laughs> yeah, but you have a special abhorrence for bananas anyway. Like, and especially, like, used, like, old banana ba- ba- Yeah, bananas are almost intolerable immediately. But, like, after any amount of time, it's just, yeah, free fall. But, like... I feel like there are worse things than bananas that happened in the car. Yeah, I I mean, although there's times when we've been surprisingly successful. Like, we've ill-advisedly fed our kids ice cream in the car before and it worked out okay. Several times. Yeah. But the bananas, like, you're right, never again. But our kids are also, like, the worst criminals when it comes to, like, generally... It's always weird pieces of fruit that they're like, okay, I find so many weird, I find so many weird pieces of fruit around our house. Why do they need to feel the need to do this? Just throw it away. And it's strange too because. Is it really that much more work? And the younger ones, I almost feel like get a little thrill from getting to throw something in the trash normally. Mm -hmm. So it's like, why did you hide this half eaten apple like behind the sofa? (laughs) Right. Anyway. But we can't end on that. Well, this is supposed to be a Christmas episode. It's supposed to feel like warm and like cozy. a Christmas, Christmas cookie, like a, eating a Christmas cookie. Yeah, but speaking of Christmas cookies, I am excited to bake with the kids this year. That's another thing that we will not be waiting until Christmas Eve to do. Can you figure out how to make the Christmas cookies from Starbucks? No, mm. I I think that recipe is proprietary. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like a sugar cookie, but it kind of has like a pie crustier flavor, right? Yeah. Um, and they're really thick. Yeah, and the, and and the, that and the frosting just. Right? But feel, the, the feel, cookie- if it it feels like a really frosty day smells. I don't. I can't explain it. Like it's like if you like go outside and it's like the snow is like pelting you in the face and it's like the, the, the fresh cold air is like hitting you and it's like in the best way you know what I mean because there's a warm house behind yes. you but like you feel like the, the breeze coming towards you and it's like ah this is like when people say they like winter this is what they like that's that's a really high bar for a cookie I don't think I'm going to be able to replicate that that's just what I, that's the feeling I get when I bite into a snowman cookie from Starbucks that's like 
that's pretty intense. Like you it should is. be, it's like you should journey. be like the new, new like spokesperson. Send me some. Yeah, come on. I. I'll, I mean, I, no wonder. No wonder those cookies are so popular. Yeah, they they they're they're a different they're a different animal. It's interesting because I always felt like I used to think the iced cookies from there were kind of like meh. I don't know. But have about, they changed? I don't know. Like, are the are, are these snowman cookies different? I don't know. Maybe than... they put, maybe they changed the formula somehow, and I'm being manipulated by chemicals. They, that I don't they even look understand. different. No, they look different than <laughs> how they used to because they're very on thick. It too. I wonder if those the are, crystals no, are no, those are just sugar. Mm. Those are just like icing sugar. I don't know. Yeah, I know. I know what they are. Those are just like icing chunks. I mean, they're just like sugar chunks. It's just called like sanding sugar. I don't think there's just anything about that snowman cookie. They're, they're you putting, think they've just like put like a small amount of cocaine or something and just like the like sanding sugar? It's, I'm yeah. It's not just a cookie, Ash. I mean, like no wonder the kid, no wonder Emerald like almost cried when you didn't agree to get her a snowman cookie today. Yeah, right. It's too powerful for the average. But those are kind wow. of large cookies for a child. They are. Like, I kind of wish they would make them smaller. Yeah, the cake pop's actually probably about that size, even though it's expensive. The cake pop is sized, is like an actual appropriate That's the amount size of like sugar I would be comfortable with them having. No, the snowman was, cookie is like the size of like eating like a large slice of birthday cake or something almost. Yeah. Like it feels like there's exactly. like a lot there. I would hate to see like, you know, when they pour the amount of sugar that's in certain things and put them in a glass jar next to it. Like I would hate to see like the example for the sugar cookie or the snowman cookie. Well, you remember like a few weeks back when we went and we were sitting outside and the girls had those cookies and then they were like dancing well, around. Well, they also well, they had also, the free sample of that. The uh, caramel brulee latte. Like, yeah. or no, it was like frappuccino the, or something. It was the right? creme brulee uh, caramel or whatever that was that <laughs> they really went to town on we should not have let them but yeah they were bouncing off the off the half walls there yeah got a very weekly friend oh yes he's he, he wants to go to sleep but he's also too excited to sleep what if we start watching that alexander Payne movie is anything like terrible gonna happen in that though Paul Giamatti has a giant mustache, so it seems likely. Here's the thing. I'm excited because it is a new Christmas movie that we've not seen yet. We, yeah. I'm scared because... We love Alexander Payne. I love Alexander Payne, and I have loved a lot of things Election, Paul Giamatti has done. Come on. Two classics. I also there. think that, you know, not... Sideways. Not known... Yeah, and, and yeah, and it's a good team. Like, him and Paul Giamatti are... Yeah, hitting. Not known for, like... Not the light good times. But satisfying and, and funny often. You know? Yes, but definitely funny. definitely like in a heavy kind of yeah. way though. But yes, I'm definitely up for watching that. Mm -hmm. I'm just, you know, worried. Um, was there anything else you wanted to talk about? No, I think we covered it. We're both reading the Duggar book now, so we'll have more to talk about. This is kind of be yeah, we'll a continuation of our it. last episode. But yes. like we we wanted to take like a, a brief detour into the holiday season at least. Yeah. I need to see if there's more, like, I wish there were more holiday books for me to read that were, like, light, but not too light. There's a lot of holiday romances, but, like, I just can't do that. Why not? Too trashy? Mo not, it's not even trashy. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind a bad quality, real trashy romance. <laughs> I don't like ones that are just kind of, like... Meh, fluff though. <laughs> I 
I just feel like a lot of them are just so, like, nothing. But yes, I guess we should, like, wrap this up and watch our movie. Well, thank you for being on the Roberta show again. Oh, you're welcome. Merry, Christ you Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Yes, Merry Christmas too. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Kingsley wants to say something before we go.